It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Golden Knights fall to the Edmonton Oilers 4 to nothing. Vegas 41, 30, and 5, 87 points. Still one point behind the Los Angeles Kings. We'll have a full breakdown of where the Golden Knights are at in the standings and what to look for tonight as Dallas is in action and the same with Los Angeles. But before we get there, we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, to help us break this one down. And, you know, Dan, I think the first thing that kind of comes to mind for me in this game uh, wasn't so much from the Golden Knights angle, but the Edmonton Oilers and, and a more buttoned up, responsible defensive effort tonight from Edmonton. A lot of the buzz here in Edmonton has been about the fear of facing a healthier Golden Knights team in the first round of the playoffs and how that could be uh, previewed today. The Golden Knights perhaps getting some players back at the right time, starting to hit their stride, and how if the Knights get in over the Kings for the division spot, that this could be a disastrous opening round matchup for the Oilers. Well, the response from the team was to play what seems to me one of the better games I've seen them play. And Mike Smith was fantastic. But as Gary pointed out there in the third period, they were very tight around Mike Smith. There were very few chances the Knights had that were not challenged in some way, shape, or form. Um, Everything that the Knights tried to do today was arduous. And uh, Oilers got the offense where they needed to. Not the regular suspects. Not the usual suspects for the Oilers, but they got the offense where they needed to. And because they had a lead, just like we talk about with the Golden Knights, they can play a certain way when they have a lead, and they just kept on that way and could continue to smother the Knights' offensive chances. Knights were free for a very few. Despite the shots on goal, the number of shots were 39, but there were only a couple that seemed to me really good scoring chances for Vegas. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up because that was an angle I was going to go with you. Obviously, early on in the game, on the power play, Max Pacioretty has to dust one off, is unable, gives Mike Smith enough time to get over. Uh, there was a chance early on from from Alex Petrangelo where if he's a lefty shooter, maybe that's a different look, different situation. Uh, but for me, I, I don't feel like the Golden Knights were goalied in this situation by Mike Smith. I, I think that there were some moments they could have executed, and it, it just didn't happen for him today. Yeah, yeah. Hey, there are different forward combinations that the Knights tried late in this game trying to find a spark, and nothing worked, which leads me back to the point you've just made, which is Oilers were very good. No matter what Vegas threw out there, whether it was uh, the the group that scored a few goals last game, Eichel and Marcia, so each had one. Go to the third line, Dodonov, Carlson, Amadio, each had one. Waugh scored a power play goal. You know, whatever combo of players the Knights put out there, there was uh, a very good answer from the Oilers. We had touched on the fact that, you know, since the coaching change was made here, um, you know, back on February 10th, Jay Woodcroft does not often put McDavid and Dreisaitl together. They don't load up at even strength. And it's a somewhat similar approach that the Knights have taken here and kind of spreading around some of their top players. And it's worked here for Edmonton. You know, since Woodcroft took over, they're now 21 eight and three in 32 games it's 21 wins dave tippett had 23 wins in 44 games uh, (laughs) until he was let go so it's gone well here with jay woodcroft's approach his first time as an nhl head coach did coach the bakersfield condors to a calder cup championship last year 
but it seems to be working. His approach, the 11 forwards and seven defensemen, apparently that has been something that he did a lot in Bakersfield. And what do you know? The seventh defenseman, Chris Russell, scores a goal today. Zach Cassian and Ryan McLeod, the two fourth-line quote-unquote wingers who don't have a centerman because there is no fourth line, they get assists on that goal, and it just seemed to be the microcosm of today's game. But those guys contribute and step up, and uh, everybody else for the Oilers canceled out everybody else for the Golden Knights. You know, Dan, it's interesting because I think you made a really good point there at the end of the broadcast where you're looking at margin for error, and it's natural to be consumed by the standings to figure out where the Golden Knights are going to make up ground, how and what the path looks like for them to make the playoffs. And, you know, it's just it's it's so difficult to do that because so much depends on what happens with L.A. tonight and what happens with L.A. over the final six games. Same with Dallas and Nashville and all that. But, you know, I think the, the larger point here is for the Golden Knights to get back to that game-to-game consistency. Yeah, they're seven, now 7-2-1 seven, and one in their last 10 games, but uh, it's been up and down wins and losses over the last couple. How do you kind of get back to that consistent approach where you're banking points more often than not? Yeah, you're trying to find elements of your game that you can rely upon, and one of those things that you have not relied upon in recent times is special teams. Vegas once again goes scoreless on the man advantage, uh, and they give up a shorthanded goal. They don't give up a power play goal, but they give up a shorthanded goal. In other words, more often than not, the Knights have lost the special teams battle. And if you can put yourself as a special teams winner on a regular basis, you're going to find the rest of the game becoming more consistent. Uh, that's one of the first things. Other thing that you look for consistency is goaltending. Clearly, Robin Leonard did not have his strongest showing last time out, which was against the Vancouver Canucks. Now, today, Logan Thompson gives up the four goals, including three in the third period. I don't think the Knights lost this game because of Logan Thompson. If you were to make a list, I would put him pretty far down the list. Yeah. Uh, and again, we don't know if Robin might be ready to go for Monday, as we reported earlier in the Knights announced on Twitter yesterday that Robin had returned to Las Vegas due to a health issue with a family member. Um, so does that mean he can play on Monday? I, I don't know. I, I really don't. But Yuri Patera is the backup. You certainly wouldn't expect Patera to get a start at this stage of the game, but I would not have a problem going back to Logan Thompson. Um, you know, his win streak was at five. He suffers the loss today. And again, I think that more often than not, you've got reliable goaltending when Logan Thompson has been in there. So again, to answer your question, Ryan, it's trying to find things that you can rely upon. And as the Knights have tried to filter new players or healthy players back into the lineup, it has not been a settled, reliable forward arrangement. And I think that that is to the Knights' detriment. Sure, you want to spark things in the third. Um, you know, the adjustment they made going into Calgary worked. But, you know, how often can you really be playing with the forward combinations when you've got so little time left in the season to get things churning? All right, Dan, your final thoughts on a three-game road trip and returning home on Monday. Can you believe there are only six games left, Ryan? <laughs> it's, it's, you know, yeah, it's after crazy. playing just 56 games last regular season and 71 the year before, we remember that it was here in Edmonton that the Knights played their 71st game before the COVID pause occurred. And it's going to be a full 82 this year. And for the Knights to have uh, a couple of non-conference games next on the horizon, it's a little bit weird. But then you look at some of those Central Division teams, those final three on the road, that could be an interesting road trip. But again, you just have no idea what might happen. Like I said, the Kings could win their remaining 
six games. Or they could lose all six, and the Knights could coast in and not have to worry about that road trip. Or they could be playing for their playoff lives come that final day of the season, the 29th in St. Louis. You just don't know. That's why you keep tuning in night after night. That's the beauty of a playoff race. This really is fun. I know it's stressful, but it is incredibly fun. Great job on the call again today, Dan, and we will chat with you on Monday. Great. Thanks, Ryan. Good night. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 4-0 defeat for the Vegas Golden Knights at the hands of the Edmonton Oilers. We are back with more on the AAA Insurance postgame show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall to the Edmonton Oilers 4-0, the final score. Vegas 41-30 and 87 points on the year. Will return home to take on... The New Jersey Devils, Monday at 7 o'clock. It's a three-game homestand for the Vegas Golden Knights, and then they finish up on the road. This was a tough one for me for a number of different reasons. Number one, like I, I liked the Golden Knights game through the first 40 minutes of play. Like I thought they defended well. I thought they were fine in the neutral zone. I thought the commitment to defense was where it needed to be. The problem is they just didn't do enough offensively. So then you get into a position where in the third period, you already feel like it's insurmountable, even though it's just a one-goal game. And, and that, to me, is an interesting kind of thought process to be in, but you could see it. You could sense it. Like, not that I think Mike Smith had a bad game by any stretch. You get a shutout. It's back-to-back shutouts. He's been playing well of late. You're, you're going to lean into that as much as possible if you're the Edmonton Oilers. But I just don't think that the Golden Knights put enough dangerous quality chances to Mike Smith to the Edmonton Oilers. And in relation to that, then all of a sudden it kind of gets into your into your thoughts that this is a goalie that's seeing the puck incredibly well. You start missing the net. You start putting pucks where you, where you ordinarily wouldn't, or you start overpassing in certain situations, and then you start forcing offense. So the way that I sum this game up, and some might think it, think it looks a little bit different. I, I don't know. The way that I sum this game up is the Golden Knights defended incredibly well for 40 minutes. They were unfortunately down by a goal going into the third period, and they didn't do enough offensively in those 40 minutes that they were defending well. They weren't able to get their transition chances. They weren't able to go to the front of the net hard. It just didn't work out in their favor. They didn't execute there. Then in the third period, the Golden Knights really go hard trying to create offense. The Golden Knights really go into a situation, into a stretch, where they are forcing offensive chances, creating turnovers or making turnovers, and then it's the Edmonton Oilers taking advantage. You start to press for offense, and the Edmonton Oilers made him pay, and I think that's something to to look at the Oilers a little bit differently. Like This is a team that is very much a different squad than what the Golden Knights had seen previously in the year. They are committed to defending. They are comfortable in one-goal, two-goal games, and I think that that's a real maturation of the Edmonton Oilers in their team game and how they're approaching it now under head coach Jay Woodcroft. 
This is an Oilers team that feels different, and tonight's game was a, a very clear indication of that. So for the Golden Knights, it, it's about consistency now. There's six games remaining, and as we talked about with Dan Duva, it, it, you can play the game of trying to figure out what the margin for error is for the Golden Knights, but so much of what happens now is dependent on not just Vegas, but Los Angeles and Nashville and Dallas and what all of those teams do down the final stretch here in the regular season. The post-game injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Doesn't appear that there were any injuries for Vegas in this game. Again, you're still missing some key players, though you've gotten key players back into the lineup. This is a healthier Golden Knights team for sure, but now it's about finding that game-to-game consistency. Take a look at the highlights in this game. We'll go back and start it off in the first period. Now, again, for me, like the Golden Knights played a pretty solid period to start the game. I thought they were good in the neutral zone, good defending, but unfortunately for the Golden Knights, late in the period, Chris Russell would find his first goal of the year to give Edmonton a 1-0 lead. Knights could not clear it. Pass comes out across. No room to shoot. Extra feed and a drive. They score! On a broken play. Broken in two different places. And he dealt it back for Russell. And the defenseman puts it home for a 1-0 Oilers lead. First of the year for Chris Russell from Zach Cassian and Ryan McLeod at 16-26 of the first period made it 1-0 Edmonton. There would be no scoring in the second period and we get to the third. The Golden Knights needing a big period but they did not start fast as the Edmonton Oilers once again found the net. Cody Ceci, his fifth of the year. Ceci shoots, tipped into the goal. Cody Ceci wires it from the right point. It sneaks inside the right post. And the Oilers take a 2-0 lead in the first minute of the third period. Cody Ceci's fifth from Darnell Nurse and Evander Kane at 35 seconds of the third period made it 2 to nothing. Edmonton. Just five minutes later, Warren Fogle would create a turnover, then score on a breakaway to give Edmonton a three-goal lead. A couple of players on it for the Knights. Watt guides it out high. Martinez gives it away. Here come the Oilers. A chance up the left-wing side to the net. They score! It's another for Warren Fogle. 12th goal of the year for Warren Fogle, unassisted at 5-16 of the third period, made it 3-0 Edmonton. Then later on, midway through the period, Logan Thompson would make our AAA insurance save of the game on Evander Kane. William Carlson, fans on a clear, McDavid with the strip, feeds right towards Kane, kick stop! Whoa, big save from Thompson. After the top line dazzled to create that opportunity. Thompson looked like he had committed way off to his left, but he got back to his right with the pad. That save of the game is brought to you by AAA. AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you outsmart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA, outsmart life. So Logan Thompson would get the better of Evander Kane on that exchange, but later on in the period... With the Golden Knights on the power play, the Oilers would get a short-handed goal as Evander Kane would best Logan Thompson this time. Oilers coming out short-handed with it. Nugent Hopkins all the way to the net. Thompson tries to stop the loose puck, and it goes behind. The referee has not signaled that no, it's a goal. Oilers have begun to celebrate. The lights are on. Crowd is cheering, but the goal... 
unless the goal rocked on its pegs and the puck went underneath it. Yeah. Puck ended up in the trapezoid. The, the officials are going to review it. The referee signaled no goal. The play would be reviewed. It would it would be determined that the puck did go in before the goal was rocked off of its pegs. Evander Kane's 17th of the year from Ryan Nugent Hopkins and Derek Ryan at 15:32 of the third period. A shorthanded goal made it four to nothing Edmonton, and all that was left in this game was the final call. Knights clear the zone as the final seconds come off. Here comes the horn. Final in Edmonton. Oilers four, Golden Knights. Zero. Four to nothing. The Edmonton Oilers defeat the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas once again 41 30 and 5, 87 points on the year. Will take on the New Jersey Devils Monday at 7 o'clock. For the Golden Knights, you look at this road trip, it had the potential of being an absolutely brilliant road trip. You put yourself in a position, if you're the Vegas Golden Knights, to come in and through a possible six points, get five. It was not to be here for the Vegas Golden Knights. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Don't miss the first concert at the Dollar Loan Center as Billboard chart-topping country star Easton Corbin and friends headline the Dollar Loan Center housewarming party on Friday, April 29th. Tickets start at just $25 and a VIP package is also available for the ultimate experience at this celebration of country music. Visit thedollarloancenter.com for details on this landmark event at Henderson's newest entertainment venue. Triple-A insurance post-game show. The Golden Knights fall to the Edmonton Oilers. Four to nothing. The final score. Mike Smith back-to-back shutouts over his last two starts. Vegas 41, 30, and 5, 87 points on the year. And, you know, you look at this one, and for me, it's a tough one for the Vegas Golden Knights just in terms of what they had going for them going into this game and what they could have done in terms of the standing. So for the Golden Knights, you don't get the two points. Now, it's not the end of the world until you you get to the, to the end of today. And, and what I mean by that is this. The Los Angeles Kings sit just a point ahead of the Vegas Golden Knights right now. Both teams tied with 76 games played. So the Golden Knights a game behind. If Los Angeles loses again tonight to the Columbus Blue Jackets, then all is right. The Golden Knights control their own destiny. Everything goes back to the way that it was prior to the start of this Edmonton game. However, if the Kings win, then L.A. gives some form of, of control over their fate down the stretch with five games remaining for Los Angeles after this one. The Golden Knights are chasing points here which means when you leave points on the table, it becomes really difficult. And I think my only gripe in this game is that it was a one nothing game going into the third period. And this has been a recurring theme with the Golden Knights this season. There have been moments throughout the season where the Golden Knights could have given themselves more points in the standings if they would have played to the tightness of the score in the third period instead of really forcing offense. And, and that really is the key for me down the stretch is 
you go into a third period down just one nothing, and you end up losing the game four nothing, it's because you are chasing offense. And and I get it. You want to make an impact. You want to find a way. You want to score some goals. But if the Golden Knights would have continued to play strong, structured hockey in the third period, they might have been able to get at least a point out of this game. And, you know, you can also look at it the other way. Mike Smith played a, played a pretty strong game. The Golden Knights didn't nearly do enough in terms of quality scoring chances. And maybe they just weren't ever going to score tonight. If, if you know, certain pucks weren't going to drop, you get Max Pacioretty hitting the post. If it wasn't going to drop, it wasn't going to drop. Whether or not you lose the game 4 to, no, four to nothing or 1 to nothing, it just wasn't going to go offensively for you. Like, there's a number of different ways that you can look at it. But for me... I think going into the third period, you're down just one goal. You've you got to give yourself a reasonable chance to just make up that one-goal deficit and not put yourself in a deeper hole in the third period, as has been a trend this season for the Vegas Golden Knights. And a big reason why they have not been able to pick up extra points throughout the year and put themselves in better standing with just six games remaining in the regular season. So you start scoreboard watching. The Dallas Stars, they'll be playing today. A same thing with the Los Angeles Kings. And the hope, if you're a Vegas Golden Knights fan, is a simple one. You are hoping for a Los Angeles Kings loss later on tonight as they round out the action in the NHL, taking on the Columbus Blue Jackets. So put on your Columbus Blue Jackets hat. I don't know if you've got one. Or just say, hey, let's go, Patrick Laine. I'm not sure how you're going to choose to look at that game, but I, I can tell you where you want the rooting interest to lie if you're a Golden Knights fan. And then, you know, we'll talk about it right now real quick. The power play went 0 for 3. Um, early in the game, the first power play, like there was an opportunity there for Max Pacioretty. He had to dust off a pass, and in that time it allowed Mike Smith to get set. His feet were set. He saw the shot, and it didn't go in. You, you have to convert in those situations. And then, obviously, the two power play opportunities in the third period for the Golden Knights you, you score on both of those. It's a different game. You need your power play to bail you out here, especially as things are kind of inconsistent offensively in terms of the output. Uh, you need a, a grounding force, and the power play could be that for the Golden Knights. It just was not in this game, and you were hoping that the momentum you built from Calgary would have carried through to Edmonton, and it just didn't for the Vegas Golden Knights. We're back to wrap it up next on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall to the Edmonton Oilers 4 to nothing. Mike Smith, second consecutive shutout. Golden Knights 41, 30, and 5, 87 points on the year. And if this was a preview of the first round of the playoffs for both clubs, Almost assuredly, the Edmonton Oilers are going to the playoffs. The Golden Knights have some work to do, for sure, to get into the playoffs. But what could be a first-round matchup? The Edmonton Oilers are better defensively. That's just a fact. You look at this team, what they were able to do, didn't give much time, space, or anything to the Golden Knights in the offensive zone. 
And while, again, we look at Mike Smith, he gets the shutout, I, I don't think that there were a ton of difficult stops Mike Smith had to make in this game. That's a credit to Jay Woodcroft and what he's been able to do with this Oilers team in the back half of the season. And it's positive news if you're an Edmonton Oilers fan. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. It's a pretty simple one. Both teams defended well through the first 40 minutes. The Edmonton Oilers, they cashed in on an opportunity. The Golden Knights had a couple. They didn't. And then you get to the third period, and the Golden Knights are chasing the game, chasing offense, and they create some turnovers. And then, unfortunately, those turnovers end up in the back of the net for the Vegas Golden Knights. And instead of a one nothing deficit you're trying to chip away at, it becomes 2 nothing, 3 nothing, 4 nothing, and it just ran out of time, ran out of real estate, and not enough high-quality offensive chances for the Vegas Golden Knights in this game to get a win. So what could have been a great road trip fizzles out with a shutout loss to the Edmonton Oilers, and now the Golden Knights go back to the drawing board and take on the New Jersey Devils Monday at 7 o'clock at T-Mobile Arena. Just three home games remain, and only six in the regular season for the Golden Knights to punch their ticket to the playoffs. That's going to do it for us here on the AAA Insurance Post Game Show. Pre- extended Post Game Show is next, presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. Thanks for listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network Post Game Show, presented by AAA Insurance. Our local coverage continues next with game highlights, interviews, and your phone call at 702-876-1340. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights shut out in Edmonton by the Oilers and Mike Smith. It's 4-0 the final, the Oilers defeat the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas 41, 30, and 5, 87 points on the year. Just real quick before we get to phone calls, and here is the number, 702-876-1340. Always seem to get more calls after a loss, so I'm giving you plenty of time to get the fingers limber and dial up the number, 702-876-1340, 702-876-1340. It's your postgame show. Uh, the Golden Knights... For a brief moment here in time, do not control their own fate. However, that can change as it will night in and night out with the Los Angeles Kings. L.A. will play tonight against the Columbus Blue Jackets. L.A. up one point on the Vegas Golden Knights, 88 points. Both teams, for the time being, have played the same number of games. At the end of the night, the Golden Knights will have a game in hand on Los Angeles, and that game in hand will be made up Monday, and the Kings will not be in action again until Tuesday. So a lot of moving parts here for the Golden Knights, but it's important to note here that we cannot predict the future. We can make guesses. We can try to figure things out. But when you say margin for error for the Vegas Golden Knights, that's making a presupposition on whether or not the Kings are going to win out, whether or not the Kings are going to go 500, whether or not they're going to lose every single game. There's a detriment, I think, to living and dying by the standings and looking at 
the standings as, as much as, as you have to in this situation. So even keel, a loss is a loss. I don't think it's the end of the world. You're not eliminated from the playoffs. So let's just try to keep that in mind as we assess what could have been an excellent road trip for the Golden Knights fizzling out offensively against the Edmonton Oilers and fizzling out and only picking up three points out of a possible six. 702-876-1340. It's your post-game show. Let's head out to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Oh, boy. O for Edmonton. Not just O, but no goals. Nothing. And that's disturbing because that's who we all want to play next month. And if that's the case, a game plan has to be devised to beat this team. So far, it hasn't been done, has it? Um, I mean, you know, the Golden Knights, the last time they played in Edmonton against the Oilers, they did beat the Oilers 4 to nothing. So, I mean, they have beaten Edmonton once this year. They have not beaten Edmonton now under head coach Jay Woodcroft. And I think that, you know, there's, there's certain things, certain aspects that you're going to want to look at if you end up getting into a playoff spot and playing the Edmonton Oilers. The fact that the Golden Knights, once again, were able to hold Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl off the score sheet, that bodes well for Vegas. But uh, you're going to need depth. You're, you're going to need players down the lineup to start putting pucks in the back of the net with some consistency. And you look at the game against Calgary, I thought it was their most complete best effort of the year. You get scoring up and down the lineup, and then unfortunately you follow it up with uh, an offensively disjointed effort against the Edmonton Oilers. I I think from a consistency standpoint right now, it's up and down for the Golden Knights. Yeah, and and you scared the bejesus out of all of us yesterday about 5.15 in the afternoon when you gave the statistics of the two goalies to uh, Chris Chapman. (laughs) I didn't realize how hot Mike Smith is. Yeah, he's been good. And and again, I think it coincides, right, with the Edmonton Oilers making a, a stronger commitment to playing team defense. I, as much as we look at this game and say Mike Smith shut out, he made 38 saves, okay, Mike Smith must have been the best player on the ice. I don't view it that way. I thought the Oilers' defense in front of them was great, and I don't think that there were a ton of really dangerous scoring chances. Mike Smith had to stop. Yeah, if you told me Kurt Russell scored instead of Chris Russell, I would have believed you. So, it, so it, I mean, Chris things, Russell. things happen. And and the early third period was a complete disaster, and you got to come out ready to play. That's all there is to that. I, well, you've well, said it already. Yeah, it, but you it can't, wasn't. You it can't wasn't, just lazily go into the third period. But it wasn't laziness. It was trying to make something happen, right? Like it was, it was pressing for offense, and when the Golden Knights press for offense, they don't defend well, right? Like it, it, it's it's. It makes sense intuitively. If you, are, if you are making riskier plays and you are making riskier passes against a team that's dialed in and, and, and against a team that's defending well, if you create a turnover or you, you make a turnover, it's not going to bode well. And, and for the Golden Knights, like in the third period, I don't, I don't view it as laziness. What I view it as is trying to make up everything on every shift and, and trying to score three goals at one time and then you're, you're, you're lax in your structure, and then what ends up happening is the puck goes back the other way and it goes in your net, and now instead of a one-goal deficit that you've got to make up, it's two and then three and then four. Well, I don't want to push back because we'll just get into a match that, that you'll win because you get to stay on longer than I do. But Fair point. the point is the problem began in the first minute of the third period. That's, that's not coming out fired up. You give up that goal, then you give up another one, Four minutes later, and the game essentially is over. By the way, I was 
scrambling to the computer when you said the Mike Smith stats yesterday. I can't find the last time a 40-year-old did well in the playoffs. Can you? Uh, I mean, I haven't looked for it. Uh, I'll be I'll be completely honest with you. There there are some times where a stat will pop into my head or or a thought will pop into my head, and I I'll look at it. But uh, because I'm I'm not covering the Edmonton Oilers, I I don't know that that's something I've I've sought out too much here. Yeah, I don't know if there's been another 40 year old goaltender who's gone a long way in the in the Stanley Cup playoffs. The point is is that Mike Smith may not continue at this level. For the rest of the year and beyond is all I'm trying to say here. Yeah, certainly not. And you know, again, I think for the Golden Knights, it, it, as as much as we look at this as a measuring stick game or as a a game where we can view where the Golden Knights are at in terms of the Edmonton Oilers. And thank you, Mike, for the call. Uh, a singular regular season game, in my estimation, does not approximate what a playoff series is. Yes, you want to send messages. Yes. You want to plant seeds of doubt in whatever that potential opposition might be. But, you know, I think over the course of a seven-game series where you get into the trenches with it, you start to really discover and understand some things uh, about a team. This is the first crack the Golden Knights have had at a Jay Woodcroft-coached Edmonton Oilers. So I would be interested to see if there are other things the Golden Knights can pull out of this game if they get another opportunity at the Oilers come playoff time. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Fernando. Hey, Fernando, how you doing? Doing okay, Ryan. Um, first off, I want to thank uh, Shane. Shane for saying um, a save can change the momentum of the game. Uh, I want to say thank you for some positivity. But in my opinion of the game, um, our team was energy was good today. Um, that first period was good, um, you know, being down 1-0. But um, like you said earlier, the these uh, just handcuffed us. They were just closing windows out for us. And um, our offense, we have none today. But our defense was okay. Penalties were fine. We only had one. And um, <clears throat> my nights of the day were maxed. But you know, there's, there's going to be more games. We got more games to go. We got to stay positive, and we have to come out on Monday and cheer our team on. And uh, we'll go from there and see what happens. Hey, and happy Easter. Yep, thank, thank you. you. Thank you for that, uh, Fernando. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, again, it, it, it's not that the Golden Knights played a poor game this afternoon. I don't view it that way. There's offense and defense. You've got to be good at both ends of the ice. I thought the Golden Knights defended well enough in this game through the first 40 minutes. They got away from that defensive structure in the third period, and the Edmonton Oilers made them pay. And then there just wasn't enough offensively. That, that's, to me, the story of the game. The Oilers waited out the Vegas Golden Knights. The Oilers were the patient team, and they were able to do that because they had a one nothing lead. They outweighed the Golden Knights. They waited for Vegas to make mistakes, and then they capitalized. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in John. Hey, John, how you doing? Hey, Wally. Um, uh, doing good. Listen, um uh, I think the last 40-year-old goalie uh, in the playoffs was, uh, ironically, for the Oilers, it was Dwayne Rolson, I think. Oh, wow. Um, but uh, when they went to the cup final there, and uh, he got against Carolina, and they lost. But um, uh, my question, Wally, is uh, do you, or like we're banged up, and we're sort of coming back healthy a little bit now, we're slowly coming back. Um, are we going to see Brendan Brisson this year? And like what's, uh, you know, 
uh, he was lighting it up in college. And uh, my other question is, um, do we have a first? Uh, can you explain the Eichel trade to me? Do we have a first round pick? Th- I think we have one this year, but we don't have a second, a first, and a second next year. Yeah, you know, I I will I will get to all that for you, John. Give me just one second on the on the Eichel trade, and let me address the Brendan Brisson situation first. Now, for me, when it comes to Brendan Brisson, I, I I don't know if you're going to see Brendan Brisson this year. Right now, he's with the Henderson Silver Knights. I, I think that in, in terms of available cap space. I'm not certain that you have the option of bringing Brendan Brisson into the fold just simply because the Golden Knights do not have a ton of cap space. Uh, from an LTIR salary pool perspective, you're looking at just under $500,000, and I'm just not sure that if you sign Brisson to an entry-level contract that you can fit that cap space into your into your lineup. And then from that point forward, it just becomes a situation where, you know, it, You'd love to, right? You'd love to believe that if Brisson can help you, you'd have him in the lineup. But I just, I'm not sure that it's going to that it's going to be a situation where you you actually can uh, bring him into the lineup. Now, on the Jack Eichel trade, uh, it is interesting. So the Golden Knights sent their 2022nd first round pick to the Buffalo Sabers, along with a 2023 second round pick to the Buffalo Sabers. Um, and those are conditional. So the conditions on the first round pick are the Buffalo Sabres will take the pick if it's anything outside the top 10. If the pick ends oh, okay. up being a top 10 pick, it is top 10 protected and it will stay with the Golden Knights. And in that situation, the pick will transfer to their 2020 to the to the 2023 first round pick. So right. those are those are the conditions on the trade. So for as it stands right now for the Vegas Golden Knights, they do not have their first round pick in 2022. They have a second round pick in in this coming draft and then next year they do not have a 2023rd second round pick. But again, that can change if the pick is in the top 10. Yeah, okay. And I think uh, Dowdy's hurt for the Kings, and I think they're going to lose tonight. And my prediction is the Knights get in, and the uh, Kings, it'll be uh, like a photo finish, like a horse race photo finish. But I think the, King, uh, I think the Knights are going to get in. Okay, thanks a lot, Wally. Yeah, yeah, of course, John. Thank you for the call. That, uh, that was good energy and, and great pull on Dwayne Rollison. Um, I remember that cup run. I, I really do. Uh, and it, it just kind of goes to show you that it's, it's pretty rare for a goaltender on, on, that, uh, on that side of even 37, 38, uh, but pushing 40 for, for that goaltender, for goaltenders to have a, a long run toward a Stanley Cup. 702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us on the other side of the break. It's the extended postgame show of Fox Sports Las Vegas. Your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall to the Edmonton Oilers 4 0. Vegas 41 30 5 on the year, 87 points. 702 876 1340 is the number. If you've never called into this program, I want you to pick up your phone. I want you to call in. 702 876 1340. And I want you to tell me. If the Golden Knights are going to find enough points, enough wins to make the playoffs with six games left. Never called in before. Now's your chance. I'm inviting you onto the program. I'm being nice here. It's your postgame show. Join in. 
702-876-1340. Give me a call. Let me know. Are the Golden Knights going to make the playoffs? There's six games left. Like, this is what it's all about here. This is a stretch run drive that, that is so fun and unique in hockey. And it's unique because there's, there's so many opportunities to hang around within the playoff picture that this could legitimately come down to the final two or three or even final game of the year. Like, what a time to be a fan of a hockey team. I understand that it can be stressful. Like, you want Vegas in the, in the playoffs. I get it. I, I really do. But you should also be leaning into this and enjoying it for what it is. You're getting, down the stretch, 18 games that matter, that mean something. As we pointed out, mostly Jesse Granger on the pregame show, this is the first regular season between the Edmonton Oilers and the Vegas Golden Knights that meant anything. Legitimately meant anything. And it sucks because the Golden Knights didn't pick up a win, and the Oilers get the win, and the Oilers are essentially punching their ticket now to the playoffs. But, I mean, at least you got a meaningful game against Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl in their prime. Those are important things. That's fun. And for the Golden Knights, if you're a fan of this hockey club and you're looking at six games with an opportunity to still go to the playoffs after all the injuries and all the adversity and everything that's happened this year, I think you take it. If you disagree with me, call up. Let me know. Like, if you look at this year and say, it doesn't matter. I don't care about the injuries. I don't care about the adversity. This team was a Stanley Cup favorite. They should have been here, and they should be where, say, Colorado is this year. Let me know. Otherwise, I think that the Golden Knights are in a good spot. Is it ideal? No, not ideal, but it's good. It's better than the alternative. The alternative is the Golden Knights are already eliminated from playoff contention. And believe me, given the injuries they had this year, that could have happened a long time ago. It's a testament to the Golden Knight players that jumped into the lineup when they needed to, to the Henderson Silver Knights players who were called up and jumped into the lineup and helped when they needed to. It's a testament to Pete DeBoer. You know, if you want to if you want to look at the power play, if you want to talk about how that's frustrating for you, I'm certainly there with you. Power play has to be better. You've only got six games now to, to get it better, to improve it, to, to have the power play be something that leads you into the playoffs, that, that boosts you in a period where you need a boost. But, you know, again, I, I still look at this and, and, you know, I echoed it to start the show, and I think it bears repeating. We always look at the standings. We always look at, okay, the Kings have X amount of games left. The Stars have X amount of games left with games in hand. Same thing with the Nashville Predators. And we start to play worst-case scenario when we're assessing what the margin for error is when it comes to the Golden Knights. And, you know, the fact of the matter is, right now, the L.A. Kings as our last caller, John, pointed out, are going to be without Drew Doughty for the rest of the season. Not just the regular season, but in the playoffs, too, if they get there. I know the Kings are playing non-playoff teams, but it is conceivable that the Kings lose their next six games or go 0-5-1 or 0-4-2 and only get two points out of a possible 12. And in that case, the margin for error for the Golden Knights is next to non-existent. Or wide open like there's no margin for error they, they don't have to worry about it if the kings go zero and six now 
on the same token, the Kings can absolutely win out. They can go 6-0, and and they can make it really difficult for the Golden Knights to find a way into the playoffs. There's so much unknown when you're watching the scoreboard, and, and I, I do it, I recognize it, I'm guilty of it, but until the Golden Knights are officially eliminated, they're still in it. And when they're still in it, you show up and you lean into how much fun a stretch run playoff drive is. To me, I, I, I love it. I'm all about it. I think it's fantastic. It, it's one of those situations where if you're a fan of hockey, all it is, right? All it is is leaning into these moments and finding ways, if you're the Golden Knights, to find some wins. That's what Vegas has to do. It's plain and simple. It's not very difficult here if you're looking at it from a Golden Knights perspective. So for me, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to revel in it. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to have fun with it. And I think you should too. We're back, with, we're back to wrap it up next on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall 4 to nothing to the Edmonton Oilers. Vegas 41, 30, and 5, 87 points on the year. We'll take on the New Jersey Devils Monday at 7 o'clock. That's their next game. Just six games remain in the regular season. Let's go back out to the phone lines, bring in Rita. Hey, Rita, how you doing? Well, I'm good. I wasn't going to call today. I was going to let all those people who like to call and tell you how terrible we are and that we're not going to make it call in, but evidently they're only loud on Twitter. So <laughs> I, I thought I'd call and just say, you know, well, it sucked, but we got to keep plugging, you know, press forward. Hopefully uh, L.A. just bottoms out. Mm. They're not looking good. And we can win the next games. We can. We beat Cal- uh, Calgary. Mm-hmm. We just have to go in there thinking we're going to kick ass. Other than that, you know, making us get up early to watch a game, probably that's what hurt us. Yeah, you know what, you're, you're, you're spot on there, Rita. Thank you for the call. I, I, I think for the Golden Knights, it's, just, it's simply about getting back to the drawing board and, and taking advantage of your final six games. You've got very winnable games in there. You've got games against some stiff competition. But, you know, I, I think for the players in the room and the coaching staff, you, you, all you're trying to do right now is give yourself a chance, right? Like all you're trying to do is give yourself a chance. And for the Golden Knights, uh, that's what they have. That's what they have down the final six games of the regular season. So I'm very curious to see how it's going to shake out for Vegas with six games remaining. We are back again to wrap it up on the extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. We're wrapping it up. Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall to the Edmonton Oilers 4 to nothing. The final score, Vegas 41, 30, and 5, 87 points on the year. Just one point behind the Los Angeles Kings, who are in action later tonight against the Columbus Blue Jackets. So for the Golden Knights and for Golden Knights fans, 
the attention goes from the game today to the scoreboard tonight and we will be clued in on the Los Angeles Kings, also the Dallas Stars in action. That's another team that Vegas is chasing in their quest to make the playoffs. So six games remain. The Golden Knights will next be in action on Monday at 7 o'clock against the New Jersey Devils. That'll be a 6 o'clock pregame show. That's going to do it for us here on the Extended Post Game Show. Thanks to Jed Donaldson for making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post game show. It's not as much fun without your interaction and input. We will chat with you on Monday. Have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the Extended Golden Knights Post Game Show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 13:40 a.m. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.